Welcome everybody to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald, the best place to get all of your Monroe County high school sports news and history. You can find this podcast at keysweekly.com. New shows come out every Thursday afternoon. On this podcast, I will discuss local high school sports from today and yesteryears. This week, we're going to cover volleyball, cross-country, golf, and high school football. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. This is Coach McDonald, and I'm really happy to be here. Thank you to the Keys Weekly for making this happen. I hope you guys are checking out your Keys Weekly every Thursday when it comes to your house in a lot of places. I know in Key West, you go out and get it. The Keys Weekly does have the Sports Wrap podcast, and it has the Sports Wrap in the newspaper where you're going to see stories about local prep sports written by Tracy McDonald, who's my wife. And you're going to see pictures taken from all the high school events. So if you want to keep up with Monroe County high school sports, this is the place to be. Let's talk about last week. This podcast comes out on Thursdays. Last week in volleyball, Marathon lost three sets to zero to Palmer on the 19th. Um, Coral Shores had some volleyball last week, too. They were able to beat Colonial Christian on the 22nd. They won three sets to zero. Marathon lost to Somerset Soho on the 22nd, three sets to one. Key West Volleyball was able to beat Sagemount um, two sets to zero on the 24th. So volleyball up and down the keys, everybody's playing. Um, as far as cross country goes on the 21st marathon in Key West had a try meet and the boys marathon high school finished first Key West high school finished second Coral Shores finished third. And as far as the girls go in that try meet marathon high school first Key West high school second and Coral Shores third golf marathon golf was up at LaSalle and they won a squeaker 212 to 213 on the 20th. So literally marathon was able to beat LaSalle by one stroke, which is crazy when you think about it. Um, golf is doing well up and down the keys. I told you guys about Coral Shores, Key West and marathon participating against each other, either in ocean reef or marathon or Key West. But this past week, Marathon took the big trip to Miami, and you guys listening understand how that goes. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably know someone who played sports in the Keys, or you probably played sports yourself in the Keys, and I would love to hear your stories. If you have any pictures or anything like that, you could send it to sports at keysweekly.com, and we're going to get that. If you have any show ideas or anything of that nature, then... You could email me at sports at keysweekly.com. And, you know, I talk a lot to a lot of different people and you guys could email me any stories you have about traveling. I talked to some older teachers who taught in the keys in the 70s and the 80s. And, and back then it was almost required that the coach drove the bus I know a lot of coaches back in the day drove their team in the school bus. And if you played in Key West in the last 20, 30 years, you know, Coach James and Coach Wise always drove buses, too. And I know that Coach James still drives the athletes today. But going up and down the keys is a big part 
of playing high school sports down here and taking that trip is something that a lot of high school players never have to do. I'm sure a lot of you realize if you go to high school in Dade or Broward or Palm Beach, you're taking a 15-minute drive to play usually, maybe half an hour. In the Keys, it's going to be a minimum out, you know, two-hour drive to get to your game at best, and it's something that our athletes struggle with. And um, it's one of the challenges that we have, but I think it's also one of the things that, that make us a lot stronger and give us a lot of ability to have that determination and discipline to be able to get home late and wake up the next morning to go to school for our student athletes is a great thing. And it's great training because you and I both know there's a lot of nights where you get to bed or you get to bed late and you have to go into work that day. So uh, one of the things we're going to touch upon this week is high school football. It was a big week for Coral Shores. Later on in the podcast today, we're going to have Coach Ed Hawley on, and he's going to tell us all about their game against Everglades Prep. And it was homecoming in Coral Shores. Coach Hawley talks about the homecoming festivities, the homecoming parade, all of the distractions, but they weren't a distraction for Coral Shores this week as they beat Everglades Prep at the homecoming game 37-0. Coral Shores off to a great start this year, 4-1 and one after this win, Coach Ed Hawley's return. If you heard my first interview with Coach Hawley of the podcast, podcast number one actually, he talks about his career, about being at Coral Shores back in 2011 and being the head coach there, having some great seasons, then going to the junior college route to coach there. Last chance season two, he was a defensive coordinator there at East Mississippi Community College. His return to South Florida at Westminster Christian and and now his return to Coral Shores and my hat is off to him. He has done a tremendous job at Coral Shores High School getting those players there and they're all bought in and they're playing fantastic football. I also have Coach Hughes on, Coach Johnny Hughes from Key West High School, the Key West High School Conks. They had a huge challenge last week with Cardinal Gibbons, and they were able to beat them six. I'm sorry. Cardinal Gibbons was able to beat Key West High School 63 to seven. And Coach Hughes had a few positive things to say. There were some few takeaways there. And, and I think you'll understand when you listen because Cardinal Gibbons is the 30th ranked team in the country of all high schools. That's right, the country. The number 30 team in the country came to Key West last week, and Coach Johnny Hughes felt really good about some of the things that happened. They were able to score, which is tremendous when you think about the 30th best team in the state. But he said a lot of his players had a lot of victories as far as beating their man and able to make things happen against a team that good. And playing that competition is only going to make you better as Key West High School goes into district play this week against Bishop Verlow, a Fort Myers team. Uh, They're coming down to Key West. So Key West is in a district. They have a chance for a district championship. They play Bishop Verlow. This Friday, Coral Shores has their own, they're an independent, and they have a conference with other teams, and they're eligible for playoffs. And as of right now, Marathon High School is an independent, so they play their season, and whatever happens, happens. 
So Key West High School loses this week. Coral Shores wins. Marathon High School, I also have Mac Childers. Coach Mac Childers comes on. Unfortunately, Marathon High School took a loss this week, 48-8, to to a powerful Ransom Everglades team. Ransom came down to Marathon. And you guys, you guys know uh, if you're Coral Shores or you're from Marathon, you've had a lot of games against Ransom. And Ransom's football team is very disciplined, very smart, very focused. And they came in with their passing game and they were able to throw the ball. Now, Malachi Hawkins had 179 yards on, I think, 27 carries. He was able to run the ball, but he was not able to really run the ball, if you know what I'm saying. He had 27 carries, 179 yards. Um, Marathon was able to score on a wedge from Dylan Globe. And this week coming up, like tomorrow, Marathon, hopefully, if we're not impacted too much by Tropical Storm slash Hurricane Ian, Tomorrow, this Friday, Marathon is going to be traveling to um, Bridge Prep Academy, a new school in South Florida. They're located in Homestead, and they are playing football this year, and Marathon's going up to play. Uh, Stick around, guys. We're going to have all three head football coaches on, and they have a lot of great stuff to tell you. Once again, Key's Weekly Sports Wrap Podcast with Coach McDonald. Thank you guys for listening. Every Thursday, go over to thekeysweekly.com. The podcast will be updated by Thursday afternoon. I hope everybody has made it through Tropical Storm slash Hurricane Ian. I don't know really what it is yet as I'm recording this on September 26th, Monday. So hopefully everybody's okay and, and all the high school teams will be playing this week. And down the line next week. Battle of the Keys, Coral Shores versus Marathon. Rivalry game coming up. I'm thinking for the next podcast, we're really gonna gonna dive into that rivalry, Coral Shores versus Marathon, the Battle of the Keys. But first, we're gonna have all three of the football coaches on. Thanks for coming on. And here we are, everybody. We got Key West's favorite head football coach, Coach Johnny Hughes. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, Sean. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, you know, a lot of the listeners know or don't know, you know, I'm an assistant coach at Marathon. You're the head coach at Key West High School, and we both took losses over the weekend, so we're both sort of uh, nursing our wounds right now. But at least you lost to the 30th best team in the country, Cardinal Gibbons. What was it like playing a team of that magnitude? I'll be honest with you, you know, for a while there, you know, we were right there neck and neck. I think we had a 14 to seven. We had a, um, they stopped us on a fourth down call that, you know, uh, maybe controversial when you look at it on film. Um, but neither, either way, you know, they got the ball up, you know, in our territory there and, um, went up 14, nothing. We came back and, you know, we were playing without our starting quarterback. Um, and Jaden Fox came in there. He's a sophomore for us and usually plays linebacker and our fullback. And, he did, a, he did a pretty good job, you know, especially his first start. He's got to go against the 30th-ranked team in the nation. Um, but he was able to rip off a 40-yard, 45-yard run for a touchdown, 14-7. You know, it's just one of those games where, you know, you pull out all the stops. Um, you know, I know they're going to score in almost every possession. They're just a very talented offense, and they have so many weapons. So, you know, we, we try an onside kick. We're, you know, we go, we're going for it on fourth and eight because we know if we give the ball back to them, it doesn't matter where we're going to give it to them, they're going to – most likely put up a score on us. So we want to try to match possessions, eat, eat as much clock as possible. 
Um, but I was pleased, especially after watching the film. You know, we had we had a bunch of guys that just went hard the entire game and, you know, gave us a great effort. And, you know, um, the score was very lopsided. But, you know, if it wasn't for some, uh, you know, some coaching decisions there to, to go for it on fourth down late in our territory, you know, the score wouldn't be as inflated as it was. But, um, you know, either way, it was, it was one of those things that, you could take some pride in, you know, some guys, some individual matchups to say, listen, you know, you see the progress here. This, this guy's one of the best in the country here. And, you know, you won on this play. Um, you know, and we had some breakdowns obviously here and there, but, you know, you saw some individual battles won and um, you just get more of those and, you know, then again, then good things are going to happen. So what a fascinating idea is the fact that you have your, your backup quarterback and, and sometimes only in South Florida where you have so many nationally ranked teams, so many great teams, your backup quarterback comes in and he's tasked to face the 30th best team in the country. And he was able to have some success. I'm sure that uh, Andre Otto played well. And that probably, is it safe to assume that like going into your district games, that gives your guys a level of confidence? Hey, we were able to trade blows with this team that's nationally ranked, so let's see what the district brings. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's the whole idea. You know, I wanted them to see something like that before we got to district because Bishop Rose is a very, very talented team as well um, over on the West Coast there. So, you know, we didn't want to go in there with uh, – you know, um, a, a day Christian type game where we just walk over somebody and, you know, all of a sudden we, the game speed changes immensely the next week. You know, we want to, where this game speed is going to slow down a little bit. And, um, you know, the kids are going to have some confidence going there and they're about, listen, this isn't Cardinal Gibbons here. And, you know, we were able to go ahead and trade some blows, especially in the first half with them. Uh, so, you know, it's definitely the idea there, the concept behind it. Let's, let's, let's pray it works. And also Cardinal Gibbons being a very like old school type of rivalry game. I did a little research during the week and I was talking to Coach Wise about it. And the two of you guys played 20 times. And before the game, you guys were uh, ahead 11 11 to 9. So uh, you guys are still ahead by one game. It's a long time rivalry. And you know, some years Cardinal Gibbons is going to be up, and some years you guys are going to be up. But you guys do have a strong, healthy rivalry with Cardinal Gibbons. What, what are some of your reflections on your years playing against different Cardinal Gibbons teams? Yeah, you kind of see how the dynamics of South Florida football change. You know, um, you know, it's one of those, you know, um, private schools that always had, you know, tough, hard-nosed kids that are well-coached. You know, you, you think of schools like Baylin, um, you know, the old American heritage, those type of schools that you know, were always good games. We played, you know, played close matches and, you know, traded wins and losses with them, you know, until, um, you know, until recruiting came along. Um, you know, there's, there's really no other way to say that, uh, you know, and you see the type of athletes change and all of a sudden, you know, American heritage goes on and wins, you know, multiple state championships. Cardinal Gibbons all of a sudden, you know, has won three of the last four state championships, you know. So you get to see the 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 reflection and the whole change of the South Florida landscape where you have your haves and you have your have-nots. Um, that, that, that you know, parity that used to be around and, you know, mm. is just not there. You just, it seems to have you – know, you have your super teams that the kids flock to and then you have the kids – the teams that play against those teams. And, um, yeah, and we're and we're we're drifting away, and we're going to drift a little bit more because I think this is pretty interesting. Like when you talk about recruiting uh, with within our current rules or what or whatever with the FHSAA and school choice and 
things like that. Recruiting is, is I would say it's allowed, correct? There's no real rules against it anymore. Yeah, the only rules against it is you can't actually compensate somebody for it. You can't, <laughs> Not you can't they pay get to them college. to come to your school, um, you know, aside from tuition and all that, which is, you know, a form of payment, I guess. But yeah, no, it's, it's free. It's, it's wide open. I and mean, you're getting kids that transfer year to year. It used to be if you transferred, you had to sit out a year um, before you could play for that school. You know, mm-hmm. now it's, you know, it's, you get up and go and it's, you know, you're, you're playing for that team the next week. It's just, it's crazy. And not, you know, to be honest with you, that's one of the things that we don't have to deal with down here as much. Right. We're losing players to other schools, you know, unless their family just moves out. But, you know, you, you, we have guys up there that you can see that in the summertime or in spring game, they're playing for one team and they're lining up for somebody else in the kickoff classic. And you know, it happens. It's just, it's crazy. It is. It's fascinating. And, you know, we 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 both go back like old school Miami stuff. And, you know, back in the day before all of this became wide open, you know, you had Michael Irving who transferred. I, I don't know the public school he went to. He transferred to St. Thomas, but he had to sit out his junior year because of that transfer. And then he got to play his senior year. And now these days, Literally, athletes are, are making their decision year by year as to what school they're going to go to. And there's a number of athletes that spend their four years in high school at four different schools. So, I mean, obviously, I don't know how good that's obviously not good for the student. That's not good for the programs. But it's one of these things that you and I and, and this podcast is certainly not going to change it. But we are lucky where I always do say the same thing as you, Coach Hughes. That's one good thing. Us us and you guys, Key West and Marathon, we might be the only high school football programs in the state of Florida that doesn't have to worry about it. Because I'm sure someone at, at Coral Shores could transfer to somewhere in Homestead because it's pretty close. Oh, yeah. I, you know, and, and listen, Andre's told me a couple of times he's got some phone calls from coaches up there on the mainland asking him to come up there. You know, um, you know, so they try. It's just it's just logistically too tough to do. You, you know, you're really relocating three to four hours away. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not as simple as just taking a bus to a different school. Um, so it's, you know, it definitely is. I mean, you know, when I played, you know, in Miami there, Miami Southridge was the cream of the crop. And, you know, yeah, they had some talented teams, but all those kids came from that neighborhood, you know, so you kind of dealt with it. You understood, hey, listen, it's just, you know, that's a good, that's a good uh, area for football right there. Um, you know, those, those days have changed. The guys that have, you know, uh, district to go to um, Miami Southridge are now playing up there at St. Thomas Aquinas and, you know, for Lauderdale, and it's just crazy the way that these kids jump around. It really is, and and I don't know what we're gonna do about it, but I do know that you have a game this Friday, and I do know another thing for certain: it's home, right? Yes, it's home once again. <laughs> You're making a ton of money this year, Coach. You're making a ton of money <laughs> yeah, this year. Uh, it's definitely been beneficial there. Yeah, absolutely. So, who are you playing this Friday, and and tell me about them. Well, we opened district play with Bishop Rowe. And, you know, as you know, if, if you went out in the district and, you know, you become district, district champs, you're automatically into the playoffs. So, you know, it simply is, you know, the biggest game of the year for us right now. So how many teams are in your district this year? There's four total, you know, um, with Gateway, Bishop Rowe, and Estero all on in Fort Myers area uh, and ourselves, obviously. So, you know, we, uh, we have two of those games at home and one away this year. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's – it's laid out good for us. We just got to take advantage of it. So you feel like, Coach, that you have a good chance this year of making a district run, huh? Yeah, you know, I think if we're healthy and we, you know, as long as we don't beat ourselves, that's what I keep telling the kids, man. We're not good enough to beat two teams every night. You know, it's, it's let's just play that the, the teams in a different color jersey. Let's not beat ourselves up. 
um, you know, simple, you know, silly mistakes and things like that, which I thought we cut down on. You know, we had, you know, we had we physically got beat Friday night. You know, our you know, our pass rush was was negated pretty good by a very good offensive line. You know, you, you, if you don't have put pressure on that quarterback, they get a little more time to get open in secondary, and you know, they get some big plays. You know, so that's that's stuff where okay, maybe we got you know come up with a different you know pressure package or something like that because we were physically getting beat up front. Um, you know, that's that's one thing. But the silly mistakes where you know, we line up, you know, uh, illegal formation where we, our offensive tackle is too deep in the backfield, which we try to do anyway, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, you know, if it's too far, that costs us, um, you know, illegal motion, those kind of things that, you know, those drop killers that you can't do against good teams. And, you know, once we get rid of those and, you know, everybody's healthy, then, you know, I, I, I think we compete with anybody in the district. So Bishop Vero is three and two coming into your game. And it, and it looks like from Max Preps and their stats, their quarterback's averaging about 292 yards in the air a game. So what are you going to do to, I guess, you practiced against a great throwing team with Cardinal Gibbons on Friday, but another uh, aerial attack coming to town. How do you prepare for that during the week? Yeah, we got we to put pressure on the quarterback. You know, it's at the end of the day, he's a high school kid. You know, so let's let's go ahead and make it uncomfortable for him. We want to go ahead, get people in his face, pressure him. He's a good athlete. You know, he's a shortstop on the baseball team. You know, he runs well. Um, you know, so he's a guy that we really gotta we really gotta um, prepare for. And he's he's the guy that makes that whole engine run for them. And you know, they have a high scoring offense. You know, uh, they're, they're gonna throw the ball up in the air. You know, he likes to run some you know zone reads with the quarterback. And if they'll go empty and just go ahead, quarterback draw, quarterback trap, that kind of stuff to get him you know involved in the game. He is their playmaker. Uh, so, you know, we got to find a way to, to account for him and shut him down, slow him down, and make somebody else go ahead and try to beat us. Okay, so you guys are at home this Friday night at 7 o'clock. You guys can check it out um, on YouTube at KWHS Live, uh, or you could listen to it on the radio. You have any final words for the fans, Coach? No, you know, just uh, the more support out there, the better off. You know, you know that, that 12th man is, is a big deal to – you know, that, that environment in the backyard has been outstanding so far. Um, you know, I know we're not you know, having the season we all want right now, but, you know, that could turn, you know, real quick on Friday night with a victory. All right. Thanks so much, Coach, and everybody go out to the backyard this Friday night. Thank you, guys. And here I have the coach, the head football coach in the Upper Keys at Coral Shores, Coach Ed Holly, coming off a huge, huge, huge homecoming win. Welcome, Coach. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. So, homecoming week, many say the most important game of the year for any high school head football coach to win is homecoming. And boy, oh boy, did you guys come in like champs. Was it 35 nothing? I saw? 37 nothing. Yes, we were blessed. Our guys were, you know, played really well. We were fortunate to come out on the winning end. So, what? So, you have homecoming week where that was there. I'm sure it was exciting for all the players. You know, we still, all the schools in the Keys at homecoming still have the homecoming parade. I saw you guys had a homecoming parade and it looked fabulous. All of the floats look good. It looks like you guys had a lot of buy-in to the student with the students and it looked like the distractions did not get to your players. So that speaks to the maturity of your players and, and the prowess of your coaching staff. So congratulations. Well, thank you very, very much. The uh, the homecoming festivities and events at Coral Shores are really, really something special. And, and w- the entire community gets behind the high school and comes out for the parade, comes out for the uh, homecoming festivities with the dance, the, the court, 
you know, the king and the queen, the cheerleaders do a phenomenal job, um, not only before the game, but during the game. The K-Nets, you know, spend a lot of time and effort um, working really hard on their routines because, you know, the homecoming, yes, it's a football game. And yes, it's very important. We were very fortunate to win. And, and, and you know, we, we played a quality opponent. But it's really about celebrating Coral Shores High School, celebrating what it is to be a hurricane and celebrating the community. And, and our guys did have a lot of distractions, but they uh, they understood that at seven o'clock on Friday night at Barwood Stadium, that's when their time to shine was. And they did a great job. And shine you did 37 to nothing, a shutout for the defense. And I don't care who you're playing, when you're playing, what you're playing, anytime you get a shutout, that is a very, very, very special occasion. Who were the, who, who, I'm sure your whole team played great, but who really stood out? Well, you know, it is a team effort and the guys came out from the opening kickoff and, and Chuck Jacobson ran for two touchdowns. Um, Angel Jester, he had caught a pass in the end zone. EMCL, our quarterback is really doing a good job and, maturing in the offense. You know, we were able to kick a field goal. We had a pick six from Elias Delatore. A.J. Patetti played offense, played defense. He was all over the field. I mean, we, we, I can and I can keep going on. And, I, you know, the guys just, they bought together as a team. They came in. They played well together. They trusted in the process. They understood the scheme, and they played just really, really hard. And as a coach, seeing our guys grow and seeing our guys mature, and being able to handle some distractions has been absolutely just unbelievable to watch, and it's been really special. And, you know, not only the skill guys, but, you know, our offensive line, our defensive line, you know, just all around, we, the guys played really well. So moving forward, homecoming, you guys had a successful homecoming. Now moving forward into this week, you probably have your biggest, could be your biggest challenge of the year with Ransom Everglades. Have you have you seen film on them, and what are your thoughts on them? You know, we have. They're very well coached. Um, Ransom does a, a very good job of throwing the ball around the park, and and um, they're, they got really good skilled players, and and um, they're going to come in, and they, uh, they're going to be tough. I, I think they're 4-1 also, I believe. Um, and, you know, they do a great job. Their coach um, has those guys ready to play every single week, and, and it should be a lot of fun. But it's going to create challenges with us and for us, and, and we look forward to not only meeting those challenges but overcoming those challenges and, and getting the Canes another victory on Friday night. Now, I can't tell, Coach. Um, I was looking at Max Reps and stuff. Are you guys going there, or is Ransom coming down to you? Ransom's coming to Monroe County. All Ransom's right. coming to Barley Stadium, so we're really excited. So that's going to be Friday, September 30th at 7 o'clock. Everybody's going to be there. I have heard that you guys have had tremendous home crowds all year, and in the Upper Keys, that is the place to be. You know, we really have. You know, homecoming was three deep across the board coming you know from the stadiums and the stands have been filled but our community has supported our team and our school um it's been unbelievable to see the the amount of people that come out to the games and support and and not only the football team but the cheerleaders the canets the band that the, the guys it's just been a really great atmosphere and you know in, in the keys people think about you know you know being a tourist destination but we're really a small town community and everybody knows everybody, and everybody's had a chance to get out and, and cheer the guys on. And, and it's just been a lot of fun. And our crowds and our 
fans have uh, come out each and every week for every home game, and they have not disappointed one time. It's been unbelievable. You know, I was just talking to to Coach Hughes down in Key West, and they played Cardinal Gibbons, and we were sort of going on and talking about the history between Cardinal Gibbons and Key West High School, and that's like a longstanding rivalry between the two. Um, I know that there is a longstanding rivalry with Marathon and Ransom and also with Coral Shores and Ransom, and you guys are playing Ransom this week. We just played Ransom last week. But the biggest, the longest-running rivalry in the Keys is what many people call the Battle of the Keys, and that is Marathon versus Coral Shores. I did a little history, and it looks like Coral Shores and Marathon have played approximately 51 times, and... The, that record is Coral Shores uh, 26, Marathon 25, something around there. And we're going to get ahead of ourselves. And as coaches, I know we don't like to do this because I am a coach at Marathon and we're playing this week and you're playing Ransom. But that Coral Shores Marathon game is coming up in this time next week. And I wanted to touch base on it with you and maybe talk to you about a few. Your thoughts on the rivalry, number one. So what are your thoughts on the rivalry, coach? Well, when, it's funny because when, when, when I came back to Coral Shores, that's the first question everybody asked me about how are we going to do against Marathon. <laughs> and, um, and I'm sure Mac has the same thing at Marathon. How are you going to do against Coral Shores? But isn't that great about high school sports? And it's such an even rivalry. And forget about the records. Forget about standings. Forget about conference opponents. Forget about like opponents. When Coral Shores and Marathon get together, it's just going to be one night. And it's going to be a great test. It's going to be a great battle. It's going to be a great game by both sides. It's going to be heated. It's going to be chippy. It's going to be fun. And at the end of the uh, at the end of the game, no matter who wins and who loses, we're going to shake hands. We're going to walk across, and we're all going to be from Monroe County. But there's a there's a lot at stake. There's a lot of bragging rights at stake, and uh, the guys really look forward to it. And I know the guys at Marathon do too. And and any and people a lot of times look at rivalries as a negative thing, but this is a a really healthy, good rivalry for the Keys. And then um, it's a lot of fun to be a part of. And I'm blessed to be able to come back. And this is my first one in six years. So I'm looking forward to it. It's funny because like you were just talking about before about how the Keys, yes, a lot of people look at it as a tourist destination, but it really is a small town. And, you know, you have those different small towns. You got the small town of Key West and the Lower Keys. You got the small town of Marathon. And then you have this small town of, you know, Key Largo Plantation, Key Island Marotta. And and then within those small towns, you know, you have those friendly rivalries. And when you go to that game, everybody's going to know everybody. And everyone's going to get along, but everybody wants to win for their small <laughs> town, you know? And that's what, you know, I can tell you, I was talking to Mr. Leal, uh, Lewis Leal. He's our athletic trainer, and he's been at Marathon for since about 2002. He's a graduate of Key West High School, and we were talking about the rivalry. And, and he was, you're going to enjoy this, Coach. He was telling me about back in the day, you know, Coach Martin, he's our athletic director now, but he used to be the head football coach. He said he, he for so many years, it was so frustrating because the players at Marathon looked forward to that game so much. That was the biggest game of the year. They worked for that game. And as soon as that game was over, things sort of fell apart 
if especially that he said if they beat Coral Shores. If they beat Coral Shores, the players were happy. They felt like their job was done and the rest of the year didn't matter. Like that's how big that rivalry is. And if you look at the past records, you're 100% right, coach. There's so many years where Coral Shores is is seven and one going into the game and marathon is zero and seven or one and seven and marathon wins or coral shores is is zero and eight and marathon six and zero and marathon loses you throw the record books out because there's so much pride and so much emotion and there's the stakes are so high for that game not really high but to our players and coaches sometimes they are well, see, people also, and, and listen, my first game at Coral Shores High School as a as the head football coach, I think it was in 11, was at Marathon against Coach Martin and um, uh, and, and the rivalry when we played them the first game of the season. So I agree with you. I, and I got indoctrinated real quick into the rivalry and how important the game was. But um, th- this people think of that it's just a high school rivalry. And this is what's so much fun about it mm-hmm. is that, you know, I've been blessed to, you know, raised my kids in in key largo and in the keys and and through little league from playing baseball from little league to uh you know basketball middle school from little league to middle school basketball to um to high school these guys have been playing each other for years and years and years and it's been an awful lot of fun to be able to um to be um uh, a part of those contests and as they get to high school they get older and it gets more competitive but they also realize this is the last time they're going to get an opportunity to play Coral Shores to play marathon, marathon guys to play Coral Shores. And they've been doing it their whole lives. So it just keeps building, building, building until they get to the high school level. It is. It's a wonderful opportunity that that the players and coaches have to have a rivalry such as that. And, you know, truthfully, coach. Um, a lot of schools in South Florida can't say that anymore just because of the the situation that high school sports are in. Players are, are constantly changing schools. Coaches are changing schools on the mainland. But down here, it's almost like we're sort of of, of tr- we're trapped in the past, which sometimes is a great thing. And as far as this rivalry goes, I think it's a fantastic thing. Oh, it is. And it's it's a lot of fun and it's great. And sometimes it's good to be trapped in the past. And yep. sometimes it's good to have that history. And the guys from both schools understand how important it is. And um, they also understand and they really enjoy how much fun it is to play in the game. You know, and, and, and not only in football, but other sports. But, but getting a chance to get and play in football and start off the school year, you know, it's a big game for both schools. And what I love about it the most is it's a big game, but the, the sportsmanship is on display every single year. Both teams, you know, shake hands at the end. It's an unbelievable experience. And, you know, whether you win or you lose, it's it's awful. It's fun to be a part of. And it's an awful great environment to be uh, to, to have the opportunity to participate in. And I'm excited that I get a chance to coach in it. And speaking as a dad, I'm excited my kids get to play in it. And my my players are truly looking forward to it. But, you know, we do have ransom this week. And it's yep. tough to say, hey, guys, focus on ransom because we know what's down the road next week. That absolutely could be about the issues that Coach Martin had in the past. You know, I I could see we're playing Bridgeport Academy this week. You guys are playing Ransom. And sometimes as coaches, we have to say, hey, stop talking about Coral Shores. You know, let's focus. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm sure you have the same issues. We do. I mean, our kids are the same, you know, type of young men. And, and, you know, we have to keep them focused and they understand you know, uh, what's in the future, but at the same time, Hey, we got to take care of business now. Well, well, good luck this week. And, and just like you said, 
I hope you win every game of the year except one coach. You told me the same thing, and, and I'm looking forward to it. But I'm also looking forward to seeing you guys play Ransom this week. I'm looking forward to seeing Marathon play Bridgeport Academy. And Key West is opening up. They're in a district. You know, they're playing uh, Bishop Verlow this week, their first district game. So good luck to all three Keys teams this week. Coach Holly, thank you so much for coming on, and congratulations on your homecoming victory. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, uh, for allowing us to talk some uh, keys football and go Kings. All right. Have a great day, coach. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. And now, you know, we have to have marathon covered on the hotline right now. We have marathon high school football varsity coach, Mac Childress. How you doing, buddy? Good. How you doing, Sean? Doing great. Fantastic day today. Um, sort of a rough weekend. Uh, like I was talking to coach Hughes, coach Hughes had sort of a rough weekend and I was telling him, Boy, us at Marathon, we sure had a rough weekend, too. It was a longtime rival. Ransom Everglades came to town, and unfortunately, uh, Coach Marathon was not able to pull one out. Yeah, we, we, we got one put on us pr- pretty bad, and I think we you know we lost all three phases of the game, and we got a lot to clean up and um, you know a lot of, a lot of ways to improve with, the, with our next opponent, for sure. Well, the good news was in that game – there was extreme, an extremely great turnout by the community and the fans. It was some kind of rodeo night for the students, and everybody was dressed up. There was a large crowd. The band was there. The cheerleaders were there. Uh, Louie and the crew were cooking, so it was definitely a positive fan experience. Are you happy with the support that you have from the community right now, Coach? Oh, absolutely. I think that they've been coming out in drones and you feel that school spirit raising in the school. You feel it in the community. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully they keep packing the house and we keep uh, giving them something to come back for. So, yeah, we're definitely excited about the how the home crowds have been. So I know the next two weeks, uh, Marathon High School, the Dolphins are going to be sort of road warriors this week, hitting the road up to Bridge Prep Academy in Miami. What do you know about Bridge Prep, Coach? Well, they're a, they're a new program, so we, we don't know a, a whole lot about them. Um, we're still waiting on the film, so we're, you know ho- hopefully we can get them scouted. And, but really, we feel like this week's mainly about us. You know the the areas that we can improve on. Um, we had a great meeting with the coaches today. We got a lot of stuff ironed out. We, I think we have a good practice plan. So really, we feel like if we can get us right, um, it's going to take care of ourselves no matter who we play. So you know, once we get film on them, we'll break them down a little bit more. But, yeah, we don't know too much about them other than they're in Miami and they're a new program. So, But we just got to get our team right first, and I think everything else will kind of fall into place. The story of the year for Marathon High School has been the play of the senior uh, Malachi Hawkins. He's been doing a great job uh, running the ball for Marathon, has been one of the top rushers in the state of Florida. Um, Tell me a little bit about Malachi and, and how he has progressed through the system at Marathon High School. Well, I mean, first and foremost, Malachi is just a great kid. He's a yes sir, no sir kid. He's a good student. Um, he's everything you want in, in a leader. Um, and he's progressed so much from his freshman year till now. He didn't even, he wasn't even a running back until last year. So the, the progress he's made just from his junior year to senior year, running the ball his, with his vision and his ball protection. And it's just um, really his physicality. Um, that's what separates him, I think, is he just, you know, he's a weight room warrior. 
Um, and he's, you know, just a really super strong kid and he'll carry the pile, you know, three or four guys. Um, but it really starts, you know, starts with our offensive line and starts up front because they're doing a good job of, of clearing the way for him. And our, our, you know, if kids have bought into, you know, our running system and we love it. Um, but yeah, Malachi's the, he's the tip of the spear for us. And, you know, you, you we're, we're going to give him the ball 25 plus times a game and he's, you know, he's got the physicality and he's in shape enough to handle that. So yeah, we can't, can't say enough good things about Malachi. So I was talking to Coach uh, Ed Holly, and and I hope this is okay, Coach Childress. We were discussing the battle of the keys, and I know, mm-hmm. I know that Coach Holly, he has Ransom Everglades this week, and I know, Coach Childress, you have Bridge Prep Academy. But this podcast comes out on Thursday afternoons, and that's when I get a lot of listens. And then technically a week from tomorrow, if this podcast comes out on Thursday, a week from tomorrow is going to be the 52nd annual Battle of the Keys Marathon versus Coral Shores. How do you feel about that, about that pairing? Oh, I love it. I think, you know, I think if you play, play this, you know, the game of football, you want to have a natural rival. For us, Coral Shores is our natural rival, and it's, it always seems to, you know, it kind of goes in waves. They'll win a few, we'll win a few, and um, the series has got to be tight. I know the, uh, I think they might be up a game or two, but yeah, we can't wait to compete. And it's always fun prepping for them, and you know, saving a few things for them. And you know, any Ed Holly coach team is going to be a, a well coached team. So we've got to bring our A game to even stay in the game, and we just can't wait to. You know, once we get to that week, you know, we'll we'll take care of bridge prep this week. But once we get to that week, yes, yeah, it's, it's all hands on deck and throw everything at them with the kitchen sink, as they say. I so, say, yeah, we, we definitely want to be Coral Shores. Well, technically speaking right now, Coral Shores has the edge in the rivalry 26 to 25. So it's very, very close between the two teams. And, um, you know, Marathon being a small town. Their team is the Marathon Dolphins. Key West in the Lower Keys, they're a small town. Their team is the Key West Conks. And up the Keys, Isla Mirada, Key Largo Plantation Key, their team is the Coral Shores Hurricanes. So it's going to be a very fun, friendly rivalry, and it's going to be a week from tomorrow at Coral Shores. So if you don't have anything to do, definitely check out that game. So how are you feeling about your season? We're almost uh, almost at the halfway point. What are your takeaways so far for this 2022 season? You know, we, we, we definitely could feel like we could be three and one right now, but you know, we, we lost a close game and we won a close game. So that kind of balances out. Um, but you know, we're sitting at two and two, our, our major goal is to, to have a winning record and to beat Coral Shores. So everything, everything else is still out there to, that we can attain. Um, and we've got five games left and, and um, three of them at home. So we really feel good about where we're at now. We just have to keep improving. I mean, keep swinging that sledgehammer and keep breaking down the wall. We just keep, and we've got a young, young group. Um, we've got a lot of veterans, but we've got a lot of young groups that's just getting better every week. So if we can improve our team, I think we could be playing our best ball the last game of the year. And that's ultimately what our coaching staff wants. And, you know, what we want as a program is to, you know, not peak early in the season. So I think we've got a, a lot of improvement left to come, hopefully. All right, Coach. Well, good luck this week, and I know you got the big rivalry game coming up against Coral Shores, and and good luck there, and thank you for coming on the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap podcast Absolutely. with Coach McDonald. Have a great one, Coach. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald. Please share this podcast on Facebook or send it to friends. If you have any ideas for guests or topics or anything you want me to talk about, please email me at sports at keysweekly.com. Once again, I hope everybody made it through. Ian, okay, without a problem. And hopefully we won't have any more tropical storms or hurricanes for the rest of this hurricane season. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great day.